0: Dated. a couple of weeks now, we've been saying that we're going live on Facebook for the first time. So welcome everyone to another episode of Life Chat with Vivian I see my co-host, she's not with me today. She's in a car traveling and we have an awesome guest with us today and we're going to have him introduce himself to our audience and tell us all about yourself.
1: Kathy. <laughs> thanks, Viv. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's uh, absolutely a pleasure. Um, I'm definitely happy to be part of your movement and uh, just sharing this space with you. Uh, my name is Kofane Williams. I'm a developmental coach uh, with a meditation base. I'm here to talk about a lot of different things. Um, uh, I don't know where you want to start. I have so much things I want to talk about. Well,
0: well all right. Let me ask you this question. Why meditation and, and yoga? why what you know
1: why did you choose that film and how did you choose that field? i'm gonna tell you the truth you know um i've been a lifelong athlete and um i had a friend he's very young and he had like uh one day he called me he told me he was replacing his hip or something and i'm like what i was like you're replacing your hip you're like 22 like yeah from martial arts i injured my hip and now my knees messed up and um i had a conversation with, with a with a coach he said you know you have to you know have Preventative maintenance all the time. Make sure you don't injure your knees, your back, your shoulders. And so I got into yoga. But um, as I started, you know, getting that inner balance, inner peace from yoga, I dipped into meditation. And the meditation really, um, it helped me really understand the inner voice, like and really listen to myself. You know, so it actually started as a, a way to make sure I I wasn't like uh, fifty with a bad back. <laughs> to, to uh, what it is developed into right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Cool. And what, what year was this? Oh, what year was this? Um, I think this was 2011, 2010, i like to say.
0: And what type of yoga do you do? And what style of yoga or style of meditation
1: that you do practice? Oh, I do um power yoga. It's like a more fast and intense kind of yoga. The uh, reason why I do that is because. Power yoga? Yeah, power yoga. So it's like more dynamic movements. It's like a stanga to another level. So basically, um, a basic move like a three legged downward dog with the leg kicked forward into a warrior one instead of nice, easy transition will be an inhale, exhale to a stronger transition. But, but that's just my personal preference. And that's where I started. Mm-hmm. but i've uh, now adapted different styles and put uh, a more organic base into it right mm-hmm. <laughs> so what does it's that not mean bad. organic base um yoga is like a lot of people have a lot of preconceived notions about yoga like you know i have to be like a certain person i have to wear some beads or a yoga a toga i have mm-hmm. to have a ponytail it's not really like that you know um Yoga is his own experience, and your experience, and your class is actually your experience. So you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to do it for thirty years. You know, um, yogis in India actually say uh, yoga is not like an exercise; it's a practice. Every day you're practicing, and you're mm-hmm. practicing with yourself. You know, so it, an organic base is simply what it is. It's like you know, every day you get on your mat and you uh, execute your routine. It's basically just a uh, a uh, uh, time you spend with yourself. is yourself, personal, organic, you know, mix.
0: Because I've heard of um, hot yoga and regular yoga that I used to say when the doctors tell me I need to do yoga, I'm like, oh, it's so boring. I'm down dog, up dog. I make faces <laughs> while I'm doing the exercises. So, so power yoga is more exciting or, you know, I want to know because I get bored with, you know, up dog
1: warrior pose. <laughs> you no, know, for, like, <clears throat> for a person that likes to do like dynamic stuff, mm-hmm. that's what you need to do. You oh. know? Right. If you're a CrossFitter, you should do it. If you're like a person who uh, used to be a gymnast, you should do it. If you're the kind of person that goes to the gym and you need to throw things around to get excited, you should do power. If you're someone who is not really into that dynamic movement, you should do like a yin yoga very slow, you're holding poses for let's say a minute, two minutes, three minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. So power is definitely, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, its it's own tool, right? You have to actually have a, a nice little uh, view of what you wanna achieve in the yoga to really take, take that power into consideration.
2: So I'm gonna ask you a question before I lose, um, Connection here. And first of all, let me add my welcome to having you here. And I'm not sure if our audience is aware that you are calling from Grenada. Is that correct? Antigua. Oh, um, Antigua. I'm calling Antigua. from Antigua. Right, right. So, you know, thank you so much. And I noticed looking at your information on your Facebook page, your international um, fitness um, person. And so right. yoga is just a part of your regime of your fitness. Mm-hmm. Now, um, right. how important is fitness and health? Do you want to um, just talk about that so our audience will understand the importance and why we are bringing this on so that we, you know, um, it, it's life and we want to make sure that they are healthy, but how do both things go together?
1: You're correct And all those statements. I'm a, a pro trainer. I train trainers into uh, the organizational structure, which I work for. I actually work for a corporation. They own hotels. And um, in those hotels, they have uh, any program that's in their all-inclusive package. We do like yoga, kickboxing, weekend, TRX, and TRX. I train the trainers in that. Um, Fitness and life and spirituality and all those things, that's all about the universal balance, right? If you're going towards a goal, you should probably be in the best mental shape and also physical shape to put your best foot forward to prepare yourself for. Like I think it's it's just it's just super important for you to have like a routine, not only to like just to build, but to actually de stress and to also put yourself in a better position. I remember uh, when I first started training and um, I used to read these, um, these training guides, right? And um, very interesting information that used to pop out. I remember one very uh, just unique situation that said, like, all the top CEOs in the world, they have one habit in common in, in regards to fitness. Like, they all wake up early and run, right? And I was like, that's unique. And the reason I bring it up is because no matter what, you're doing life you there has to be something that brings you back to that balance right right so to me it's yoga because i have like a a fast-paced kind of situation i'm on a plane you know i'm in different environments i need something to calm me down let's say if you had like uh, a high-paced job you might want to go run right let's say if you had you know something where you need to be very structured you might want to do a little uh might want to lift a little weights you know if you want to Always keep the balance and be at the same, uh, even keel. You might want to have a routine. It's very important to have your body working because your body and your mind work together. You're just like a car. The way you burn oxygen is important. So let's say if you're not burning your oxygen right, you're not carrying your weight right. If you're, you know, your balance, your body isn't that balanced. Then truly, are you at your best? You could be the, you know, you could be the highest achiever, but like. You can't like, you know, walk to your car comfortably, walk around the park comfortably, enjoy daily life activity with your children, your wife, your spouse or your your friends. Really, there's a, you know, the, the even balance really isn't there. So I think it's, uh, it's very important to have uh, a healthy uh, habit, such as working out. So to balance the, the life habits like work, play and everything is very, very important.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. We need a balance in life. And have you had people who um, came to you and they had a medical problem, a medical issue? And just from mm. doing yoga or being enrolled in your activities, your fitness activities, have seen a resolution of what they, they had, the illness they had without taking um, prescribed medication?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, we could. Oh, sh- there's so much stories I could tell you, but um, I would just stick to one client in particular. Uh, guy was a party promoter, real big guy. Um, He's getting he was flying to Africa, this, that and the third. He came to me. He was like, hey, listen, I'm dating this girl. I need to lose some weight. Right. But um, so we did a medical work and this guy was a. Uh, Almost diabetic. <laughs> he uh, had some respiratory problems, this, that, and the third. Um, had scoliosis. And it was just actually to really break it down into, cause, you know, when you're doing training, a lot of people think, I'm just going to go to the gym and work out. But no, all, all training is going to stop you right there at the door and making sure that, you know, your range of motion is okay, making sure you're in the proper physical condition workout, make sure your cardiovascular is good, and all those things was gonna affect you positively going forward. And in his case, what happened is that, you know, that, that risk of diabetes, you know, was diminished and eliminated, you know, because we got that body weight down, right? And now his stomach wasn't here and his waist wasn't there, right? We got the cardiovascular, right? And, you know, in his family, actually, they had a history of heart conditions. So I was very concerned of how he was consuming uh, his meals and what he was consuming. Right. So uh, it was a lot of things we did to prevent him from going down the wrong path. Of course, like with the spinal problems, then we uh, did some things as far as, you know, adjust his anterior and posterior delts, his core strength, and also his his, his weight displacement so that, you know, structurally he'd be all right and there wouldn't be any uh, breakage, fusion, or even a deterioration of the spine. So,
2: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So what benefit have you
0: received, being that you've been doing this for years? Um, in doing yoga
1: and meditation? Um I've received so much benefits. And it's not like just a financial situation. I truly think that I've learned to listen to my inner voice better. And that comes from, you know, making sure that my my body feels good, my, my my confidence is good, my self-awareness is good, and um my flow, my ebb and flow is good, right? Because I believe in a lot of, with energy, right? So if I'm in a bad state, assuming bad things, if, you know, I'm not, you know, surrounding myself with the right people, then, you know, everything is all, all balance. This has affected me in such a... a a positive way is that you know my energy is now positive my environment is positive Mm -hmm. my my physically I feel better right the meditation is giving me give me much much needed balance right and I was able to actually have better conversation with myself by listening to the thoughts which are going through my brain like you know because we're all rushing and pacing but it took that real understanding to say oh you know what these are the things that are important to me. This is the direction I want to go in life, and um, it just, it's just—it's been just stacking up, definitely stacking up. To the point where you know I had a gym and actually stole the gym for profit, and was able to you know uh, go from an entrepreneur into like a corporate structure, and mm-hmm. still able to like you know really push others forward from mm-hmm. even this position. So it's—it's uh, it's done a lot, for, done a lot for me uh, mentally and physically.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. What's your next question, Vilma? I guess she doesn't have another question.
2: Okay, so it's it's a little noisy here, but um, I'm, I'm loving what I'm hearing. So what do you have for our audience as they listen? And I'm not seen any questions as yet um, that they are asking on Facebook, but what would you say to our audience listening right now about enrolling in some form of activity? They do not necessarily have to be at um, a gym, but what are some things that they can do at home? For example, they may not have the ability to enroll in a gym, but are there things that they can do at home to maintain fitness, as well as um, maybe get something online, not, not to take you out of business, but just in case.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we're on we're online too. <laughs> but um, there are a plethora of things that um individual could do. I'm a big fan of walking. Um walking with intention, like, all right, let's say if I walk for 20 minutes just to get that fresh air and that clarity, it changes your whole disposition. It changes it completely. And just to have something that you're doing on a regular basis that develops your discipline, right? So the first thing I would tell anyone, like, hey, go for a walk today. Go for a walk tomorrow. Go for a walk the next day. Right. It's unlike running. It's not like I'm not going to tell anyone, hey, run every single day, run every other day, every three days, run twice a week. But well, walking is something that you can do that's going to you know, give you some good oxygen. It's going to work your cardiovascular. It's going to work your upper and lower body. Right. And it's also going to add clarity. You know, you can live in a city or you can live in a suburb. If You go walking for like 20 minutes a day. That's going to really impact you uh, greatly. If you are unable to do so and you're at home, something as simple as, you know, putting a chair in front of you and doing a, a squat from the chair. And it's not like a deep muscular squat. It's just sitting in the chair, put your hands on the side and help yourself up. You Stand up and you sit down. What that's going to do, that's going to help you develop your, uh, your outside vascular, which are quadriceps. Right. It's going to help you develop that lower back muscles, which is very important. You always want to have a strong lower back, strong shoulders when we talk about development. So you can do a chair squat, right? It's also gonna help you lubricate those knees because knees we really wanna watch out for. Another thing you could do is um, like a plank. Holding your body in that position, it does a lot for you. And a lot of people don't really consider a plank to be such a dynamic workout, but from your knees or off your knees, doing a plank is gonna engage your core. It's gonna engage your, your hip flexors. It's also gonna engage your traps. And it's basically it's gonna make you structurally better. And when you're structurally better, you're breathing better, you're burning better, you're moving better, right? And that's just that's the way you can just boost your confidence right away. And I um, can't forget the uh, good old push-ups. You know, so you could do squats, planks, and um, push-ups, and they, they can all be done in a safe way. All right, there's modifications, and that's gonna help you just really have the idea. It's gonna plant the seed, and it's gonna allow the seed to grow. Or you do bigger and better things it's all about finding some consistency in your life and also building the the, the callus and the confidence right to know that you can have a more disciplined routine
0: yeah. i have a question for myself i wanted to know what's the best ex- <laughs> what's the <laughs> best exercise that one can do to get rid of their abs because you know a lot of people have you know that love handle and mm-hmm. different things like that so that's something i want to know for myself because i hear so many different things that one can do that will help with the the core
1: okay well i'm going to give you uh i'm going to give you a pro tip <laughs> all right so um uh, first thing you have to know is what are your measurements okay what's your stomach the belly button mm-hmm. above your belly button below your belly button your hips and your thighs all Right. once you know those Then you got to really look at how does your body really burns, right? So you can do uh, jumping jacks, burpees, and and, uh, let's say you do some sit-ups. Let's do that three times a week. And you do your measurements, right, every other day. So you're doing this this routine for six weeks, right? And you'll be able to gauge how your body is taking to the workout, right? It's not going to instantaneously really break it down by you actually knowing where your body is moving, you're gonna be able to like adapt the workout. So to answer your question, the best thing to actually get that body you want is to use a tape measure. That's your, some people hire trainers just to hold the tape measure, right? I'm not gonna give you the cookie cutter uh, I basically answer because I can't, I don't believe in that from a professional standpoint because every person is individually unique, right? When you're talking about getting the abs, you have to consider genetics, you have to consider your uh, burn ratio, you have to consider your consumption, you have to consider your sleep, you have to consider age, you got to consider a lot of things. But in order for you to actually go on that personal journey and actually, you know, look at what it is that you need to do or what it is that you don't need to do to get that six pack, start with the tape measure. Start with the tape measure. Know the measurements. Okay. So you're not going to tell me what exercises I need to do? I'm not going to tell you, like, those exercises, right? I'm just going to give you a three, right? Give a burpee, some sit-ups, right, some jumping jacks. Mm Because those workouts right there, they're going to basically get you sweating, right? So the first thing that's going to burn when you're working out, you're going to burn your sugars, right? You're going to drop the water, then you're going to burn your fat. So what's going to happen first? The sugar's going to start burning out your body right, water's gonna stop dropping out your body, then regulating, and then after a while, when you have that muscle development, what's gonna happen is is, it's gonna have that fat burn, you're gonna have the sculpting going on, right? So I can only give you some dynamic stuff, right? Uh, The dynamic stuff is gonna help, but the tape measure is gonna basically get you from point A to point B to point C.
2: Okay, um, I love walking. I hate push-ups. I hate burpees, but I know when you do um, exercise, you need to get in both cardio as well as weight training. Correct. Right? So a person like me who hates sit-ups, hate burpees, but I will walk and I will try to lift a little bit of weight. Am I doing justice or do I need to step it up a notch?
1: I think you just need to know exactly what it is that you're doing. You might need a little fit to see how much you're walking, right? And if those exercises that you hate to do is, is going to be like, is a reason why you have uh, a, a desire not to do those exercises, could be like you're not confident in that area, you're not proficient in the area, meaning like you don't really know the technique that's going to help you. There's a lot of modifications I'm lazy there. I'm lazy for the pain <laughs> I don't want the pain <laughs> <laughs>
2: that
1: that too, that too could be a, a a blockage right so um you know what they made they made a resistance band they made a resistance band just for that alone so you could do walk-in and you could do resistance bands for different areas of your body but you know what they say no pain no gain don't be scared of the pain
2: Absolutely, my husband laughs at me because I use three pounds. What is better than none, or one? He says, that ain't gonna do anything, babe. But I know it does, right? Yeah, you,
1: you feel <laughs> it, you feel it. You're on a journey, right?
2: So what about those
0: individuals Absolutely.
3: Who, yeah,
0: sorry. What about those individuals who are overweight, and um, I know you said to, to just get your body going, and they feel like they can't do what you suggested with the chair, You know, sit in the chair and push themselves up, or they can't then feel like, okay, I don't know if I can able to walk, my ankles hurt, my knees hurt. What other thing would you suggest for them to just start or whatever maybe, because they can't push themselves up. Um, What would you suggest? And maybe they would be afraid to go outside. I don't know what it is, but for someone who's obese, and they need to start a routine, what would you
1: suggest for them to do? I would suggest for them to strengthen their core. Like if you're having um, movement and mobility issues, you have to strengthen your core, similar to like doing Pilates. So imagine like I'm having difficulties moving around and walking, lay on your back, right? As you're laying on your back, you'll extend your leg out, right? Raise and lower your leg, right? And that's gonna help you strengthen your core. First thing first, you gotta have a plan, all right. The plan, no plan, no success, all right. So first thing first, have a plan, all right. This is this is where I'm at. This is where I want to go. This is where I'm thinking step one is. This is where I think step two is, right? But a strong core is gonna help a person who has any mobility issues to really uh, get to the next level. Because if I I'm overweight or I have mobility issues. I need to strengthen my core, so if, can't do a push-up, can't do a squat, can't can't move around for a long period of time. Okay, I can work my heart rate by doing leg flutters. Okay, I feel like my leg is too 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 heavy. I could do one leg flutter. Okay, I think that my legs are too heavy. I can move my arms. Okay, like there's different things you can do to really build yourself up, but let's everything be uh around the core. Once you have a, a good core. You can increase your range of motion. Once you increase your range of motion, then your body automatically is burning more calories in order for you to like execute those basic functions. Right. So strong core first. Right. Well, plan first, strong core, range of motion, and then just the measurables. Like how would you measure success? Like how are you going to earn your next gold medal? Right. Your next gold medal could be just standing up, walking to the front door and walking back. Your next gold medal could be walking to the to the uh, mailbox getting the mail and coming back like your next gold medal could be actually you know doing a 20 arm ups each each day you know you got to have a plan and um that core is very important because you know you want to be preventative but you also want to be progressive That's go ahead bill may I look like you
0: have something I don't
1: know if she's talking to us or she's
2: talking
1: to um, the car. Let me ask you too. Have you guys have you guys done any meditation?
3: No, we. I oh. haven't.
2: Well, I meditate. I, I was talk I was. I was. <laughs> I was answering your question and didn't realize I was on. Yeah, I was muted. Out, she knows she's on mute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So I. I think you um, how supportive you are of that person who is just starting out to exercise. I, I love those incremental um, levels that you have pointed out. And to go to your question that you just asked, I do not do meditation. I am not a kind of a meditation kind of a person. However, I do spend quiet time
1: Okay. That was going to be my next question. That was going to be my next question. That quiet time is so important. It's so, so important. A couple friends of mine, they, they actually, they wake up in the morning and the first thing they do is spend that quiet time. That quiet time is, is is so important. And I like, I don't want to sound all, you know, uh, like everyone else, like, Oh, in the morning, don't check your phone and don't do this. But it's like, you're gonna need some kind of start point. You might as well start with you in mind first versus everything else. Because you cannot pull everything else without, you know, first you coming up, rising, setting yourself to have the strength to carry your your burden, your cross, your bag, your your, your day, right? So that I, I'm definitely a big fan of quiet time if you don't meditate. Yeah. Well,
0: I do like my sis quiet time and I do take that time early. Well six o'clock in the morning I get up and spend that good. time <laughs> and I do read my Bible and just reflect. You know, or you know, to me meditation, going over my scripture, visualizing what I'm reading or whatever it may be. And that's what I do um on a daily basis. So that and I, that's you know, I basically don't drive, I don't drive either with music. I like I in my car.
1: I don't like noise. And that 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 time that you get with yourself it is it's important. Um during some of our meditation classes, like we really speak a lot about being empathetic to yourself, you know, being compassionate with yourself, and in regards to that, also listening to yourself, you know, playing the role of the list because. In the role of the listener, you are you are empowered, right? You've set things in, in action within your daily functions, right? Like automatically, you know how to stand up and go to the fridge and go get a glass of water, right? You know how to do a high five, right? You've automated so much of your life is that like your brain is always racing and then your desires, your thoughts and those things that she's like, oh, that's important, that's important, that's important. Like you, you're basically like you've automated so much things is that your brain races so that at time that you get to disconnect and actually listen and choose exactly what it is that you're going to put your attention towards or on is very important. So anything that you can do to disconnect and like reset and to listen is is, is as important as lifting a dumbbell, <laughs> mm-hmm. right?
0: <laughs> Well, I have a question for you. Now, what can one expect when they come into one of your classes, say either meditation or yoga? What, what can one expect to receive from you or to experience?
1: An experience. An experience is the word. I think an experience is the word. Um, we come through the door with expectation, and they leave out the door with empowerment. Right. What they should expect is absolutely nothing and absolutely everything at the same time. Right. When you get to your mat, you're on your mat. What happens is that, you know, you're thinking, oh, what am I doing next? What am I doing? What am I doing now? Did I leave the stove on? What am I doing tomorrow at 445? You know, but after a period of time. All that all that just disappears. All that just it vanishes. And then what happens is that you know everything comes together the right way. Um, it just you leave what they say the yogis say we leave everything on our mat. You leave your stress, you leave your heartache, you leave your self-doubt, you leave your fear, you leave your ego, right? Because to do <laughs> to do some of these poses in a that you like you really got to just, just give up and say, okay, I'm not going to fight no more. I believe I'm good. I'm going to do this. I don't need to challenge. I don't need to prove myself to anyone. Like, you leave a lot on the mat, and when you leave out the door, you're you're refreshed, you're rejuvenated. So someone should expect, you know, to actually feel re-energized, reinvigorated when they, when they come and, and leave out the door, you know? So you can bring anything that you want to class, but when you leave, you gonna leave everything on the mat. And is it the same thing for meditation?
0: Like,
1: what? Well, oh yeah, definitely the same work. thing for meditation. But um, currently, like, I do two kinds of meditation, right? Um, there's actually four really major kinds of meditation: transcendental, visualization, action meditation. Uh, what I do is basically I, I tailor make the meditation for. Clientele. Some some clients are their visual persons, right? So let's say you have a great you have a great goal in mind. Visually, I can actually help you create the thought within your mind through your meditation. And we could constantly, 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 constantly work at clearing the fog between you and your objective, right now. Some people are very uh hypersensitive, like they need to feel it, right? Just imagine this for a second, then. Imagine you are in a down state, depressed, right? Through the meditation and through the formation of meditation that will work for you, what we can do is get you to remember and feel happiness enjoying your body because your body is a computer. It's gonna remember joy. It had to learn joy, and it had to learn what happiness was in order for it to actually know when to do it. Right? You never forgot that. It's in there somewhere. But like your state is not conducive to that at that at, at that moment. So what we do is basically when we're trying to get somebody out of like depression or something like that, is that we have to then build the senses, remind the body. Give them something to, to really hold on to. That's, you know, at the end, really give them the breath and go on to. like let's feel like you're having the worst day, you're having the worst day in your life. But you remember join your body, and how you can activate that joy is okay, I let it go. Just let it go. Look at me, my state is different. Inhale, exhale, and I let it go. So we do it def- definitely, definitely in a lot of different meditations, you know. We're doing meditation for someone needs to achieve. We're doing meditation for someone needs to heal. We're doing meditation for someone needs to be aware. But all of it, I want it to be organic because I feel like for me to tell you a bunch of uh, instructions is not as effective as for you to actually have a better interaction with yourself doing that. So you basically ask yourself what it is that you want. Because a voice inside knows everything. Voice inside knows you better than I will ever know you, even if you were my child and I watched you from from, from the time you were born, you know, and I you know I examined you. That inner voice knows everything because like I think like our sense has really pull us, it draws us towards what it is that truly you know sparks our, our, our follicles and entertains our, our, our true being. Mm-hmm.
2: So were you going to, I, Rivalyn, I'm not sure if you want us to, want him to do this now, take us through some.
0: Yeah, yeah, I told him towards the end, he can do that. But um, if he wants to do it now, he can.
1: <laughs> yeah, we could do, we could do some right, right now. Right? Cause like, I really want to help you. I, I want to help you know, your audience and anybody who wrong watches wrong this. Thing. I think she's
2: patient. She really- okay.
0: You were frozen, Vilma. What were you saying towards the end? She's still with us. She's still frozen. OK. Go ahead. There we go. You were frozen, Vilma. What were you saying towards the end?
2: I'm turn left and immediately turn left to get off and all right. um i will get into my meditation <laughs> okay go ahead
1: into the meditation okay all right so um i'm so happy to do this with you guys because i get to really <laughs> i get to break up the uh the uh the narrative right and I, I i i relish the at the thought of just really breaking up the narrative because some people think like to meditate, you got to be in complete stillness, and complete silence. Your brain is not racing, nothing is happening. That is not basically what's happening. The best yogis will tell you. Like, you're going to be thinking during the meditation. Your brain is going to be racing. but like, it's what Carl Van Zandt said. Like, all you're trying to do is just create space between your actions and your thoughts. Everything else is happening. I the a storm just want to create a little space, right? So we're going to do that right now. And since you guys are in motion, we don't need to close our eyes or anything. All I want you guys to do is just inhale and exhale. I'm going to like, we're going to spend a whole minute on just inhaling and exhaling, right? Every time you inhale, you want to raise your stomach. Every time you exhale, you want to lower your stomach, right? I'm going to put a minute on the time. As you're inhaling, as you're exhaling, Second thing I want you to do, I want you to actually like align your spine. So if you're too much to the left, too much to the right, find that straight line, right, even shoulders, right. And with that straight line, it's gonna help you to breathe a little better. Now that you're in that straight line, you're inhaling, you're exhaling. Um, I don't. I want you to take yourself away from your desire, like your desire to like wish it was louder, or wish it was quieter. That's like none of your concern. Your objective is to simply inhale and exhale, right? So at this current moment, feel air entering your body and leaving your body. That's exactly where you want it, right? So we're going to start now? We been- oh, yeah. Just keep breathing. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. all right. So here we go. I want you guys to inhale. Breathe with me. I'm going to inhale to the count of five, four, three, two. Hold your breath now. Five four, three, two, exhale now, five, four, three, two, inhale, five, four, three, two, hold your breath, five, four, three, exhale. five, four, three, inhale. five, four, three, hold, five, four, Three, exhale. Five, four, three. Return to your normal inhale, normal exhale. We're gonna spend like 10 seconds just normally breathing, right? Beautiful. Breathe with me now. I want you to inhale, raise your stomach. Inhale, raise your chest. Exhale, relax your body. All right, again, we'll inhale, inhale. Exhale. Two more times, just like that. We'll inhale, inhale, exhale. Last time now, we'll inhale, inhale, exhale. And I want you to return to your normal inhale and your normal exhale. All right, what we're gonna do, we're gonna spend 30 seconds, and all I want you to do in that 30 seconds is just inhale and exhale. Twenty seconds, fifteen seconds, ten seconds, five, four, three, two, and one. How's that feel now?
3: I didn't know when we
1: supposed to start. I started doing things at the time. But, yeah. See, that's. It, it I feels it.
3: good. I'm already
2: doing it. So she has some extra ones to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's simply what it is. Like, we don't breathe in exercises, right? But even with that involuntary uh, habit, right, we forget sometimes <laughs> to really breathe correctly. And it could be um, a tension habit where we we're basically like holding our breath because of some kind of, you know, learned trauma. It could be uh, we're holding our breath because we're our expectations, right? We might have a little body kick, body cue, a little twitch. And through that meditation, you know, keeping that constant breath and even flow, it's going to allow us to have uh, more regulation of ourselves and also our situation. And um, that's what the yogis call the stillness. Can you
3: stand still? Is
1: that what the stillness
3: is? You want that stillness. Oops. Oops. I think we may
2: have both questions. I'm not quite sure. Is there any other questions? Okay. Is there any other questions you may have before we let him end um, the okay. well, I No, um, I don't see him anymore. Is he still there? Yeah, he is. Okay, so um, thank you so much for coming. My co-host will end with you. I, um, I have to go, but it was such a pleasure having you. And I'm sure our audience will benefit from all the tips and information that you gave.
1: I was absolutely my pleasure. And I, I really enjoyed this. Hopefully we can do this again. Like if any of your audience yes. wants to contact me, uh, Offer yeah. personal training, yoga, or even want to check when the next time I do a retreat or a, a gathering. Uh, you could uh, contact me caffeine s uh, dot com, or you also can contact me on uh, Instagram. That's caffeine underscore well, and um, on Facebook, of Coach Caffeine. All right.
3: And then, therefore, too, you need to let them know that you're doing a an event. Right. Oh yes. Weekend <laughs> on the 25th, just in case those are. Were- Yes. People are in Antigua that they want to come to your
1: event this weekend. So yes, we're you know about that. Oh, yes. The uh revolution, right? The revolution is the name of the event. It is actually Sunday. It's a workshop uh, from 10 to uh, three. Uh it's so powerful. It is about the personal revolution of yourself. It is uh geared for like uh entrepreneur, uh Self guided individuals and just anyone who's really on a path to another level. So it's uh, meditation based, just um, some powerful stuff that we put together. I'm going to actually have another event before I leave Antigua, and we're going to have an event in Grenada, January. So definitely keep you guys posted, but definitely check out the uh, revolution uh, Sunday, the 25th. And is there any
3: last thing that you have to say that we didn't you want to say real quick before we end?
1: Um, I think I covered everything. If not, maybe (laughs) next time.
3: Okay. Well, thank you guys for joining us live and thank you so much, Kathleen. And for those who don't know, he is my cousin. (laughs) This handsome gentleman. Um, And I do appreciate you joining us and it was a pleasure having you on and explaining because I learned a lot. I didn't even yeah. know it was a power yoga. <laughs> so that sounds more like for my speed. So I appreciate you so much. I love you dearly. And thank you for watching another episode of Life Chapter with yourself. Goodbye.